Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago. And in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. High school sports come to a crescendo around the state of Montana this weekend with the completion of prep tennis, softball, and track and field. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanez. Missoula is host to the Class AA Tennis Tournament and the Class AA Softball Tournament this weekend. The tennis tournament is going on at Playfair Park. The Bozeman girls are looking to extend one of the great dynasties in Montana prep sports. The Hawks have captured the last nine AA state titles. The Class AA state softball tournament is in its second day at the Fort Missoula Softball Complex. The East dominated the first day, winning six of eight games played, including Great Falls CMR drilling second-seeded Missoula Sentinel 13-1. In Friday morning's loser out games, Kalispell Glacier beat Great Falls High 4-1 to stay alive. Belgary drilled Butte 13-1. Billing Skyview sent Big Sky home after two games with an 8-1 win, and Helena sent Sentinel packing with a 15-3 victory. For full results from the state softball tournament, keep it tuned to Nuanas now on Friday afternoon. At the NCAA West Regional Outdoor Track and Field Championships in Fayetteville, Arkansas, a pair of Montana State athletes are advancing to the NCAA National Championship meet. Colby Wilson finished 12th in the men's pole vault, and Drake Schneider took 4th in the 400-meter hurdles to advance. Montana State phenom Duncan Hamilton enters the meet with the top steeplechase time in the region and will run at 440 on Friday afternoon. For updates on all spring sports, keep it tuned right here to ESPN Radio. This ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Selway Armory.
Mr. Mr. Pan lands on Dakiba's hands on. What's the beef? The coolie high cold cheeks, high post techniques. I knew you would be digging this. Oh, dude, G5? All the way live, son, and I'm not talking about dinosaurs and paleozoics. <laughs> I mean, Jurassic 5, not the Jurassic era. So Don't get it twisted. You got you got a couple kids. You're, Chloe's a little too young to be uh, into. I mean, I'm sure she's starting to develop some interests and things like that, but like it's like that five year, five or six-year-old age, but they start getting obsessed with things, right? Did Quentin ever have a, a dinosaur obsession? Because I feel he, like it's he, like he, like a lot of kids, like when they get to be like four or five, they just, they just love dinosaurs. He got into the dinosaurs, but was dinosaurs was quickly overshadowed by like construction vehicles and bulldozers and cranes and steamrollers and all that kind of stuff. So he uh, he had a dinosaur phase, and then it was straight just like heavy machinery. So we're going straight up. Is uh, he be like a, a home builder or something? Then, huh? you know, I often have spoken with his mom and and due to genetics on both sides and where he is academically um he is either going to be an engineer or an architect yeah that's cool that's great he loves art and he loves science and he loves math yeah so put that together what do you get engineer that's cool man i gotta love it you want us down espn radio swx montana television Coulter Nuanas, Rajim Seabrook. Yo. Rolling with you through the Northwest Motorsport Studio, Northwest Motorsport. You can find them here in Missoula, corner of Stevens and Mount. You can also find them online, largest inventory of trucks anywhere in the Pacific Northwest, nwmsrocks.com. Worth noting that that qualifying time by Duncan Hamilton, the uh, top qualifying time in the first heat of the men's uh, steeplechase, um, and now it looks like they have the second heat uh, in the books as well. So his top, his qualifying time, the still the top qualifying time at the NCAA West Regionals, the Montana State Junior, 8 minutes, 34.58 seconds in the 3,000-meter steeplechase. He came in with one of the top times in the region. He exits with one of the top times in the region. He is a regional champion in the event and uh, will now be headed to Eugene, Oregon for the NCAA Outdoor Track and Field Championships in Track Town, USA. Some of these times <laughs> have just been blowing my, my the blowing my lid. I can't even believe some of the times that have happened. Guess what the winning mile time was today? What? Three minutes and thirty eight seconds flat. How many laps could you run in three thirty eight? Two. <laughs> You're talking about days, 338 <laughs> days, right, son? That's a, I can run a lot of laps in 338 days. <laughs> like, I mean, you're talking if you sprint as fast as you possibly can, you're running like a seven-minute mile, and these fools are running three minutes and 38 seconds. It's crazy. It's crazy to watch these high-level track athletes, man. I, That's ridiculous. I just tore my ACL thinking about running <laughs> after trying to run that fast. This is the thing in the first hour of the show. We gave you some results, uh, which we'll continue to do throughout the show, uh, of the uh, spring sports finales across the state of Montana and across the uh, college track and field world as well. The only <coughs> sport with Big Sky Conference and Montana athletes left in it is the, the collegiate track and field, uh, which is in its regional round. But we talked about all of that. We also heard from uh, our good friend Moose, mm-hmm. Michael Hutcherson, from the Missoula Impact U19 baseball program. So cool. And uh, we also talked about some tennis as well. About 10 minutes from now, stay tuned. Friday Pie Day. Got a free pizza for you from Front Street Pizza here in Missoula. You can find all of the first hour on the show today 
on the Nuanas Now podcast, presented by Sports Bet Montana, as well as the Advocates. All right, so uh, a part of me is tired of talking about Colin Kaepernick, but a part of me finds it fascinating that he still is a part of the conversation. I think there's a lot that goes into this, but I think that the thing that remains interesting to me for Colin Kaepernick is that, for better or worse, actually just just for worse, the NFL has proven over and over and over again, if you can play football at an NFL level and you're not in prison, you will play. (laughs) It doesn't matter what you do. Yet, the one guy that seems to be blackballed out of the league is Colin Kaepernick. Pun intended? That's right. Tongue-in-cheek, too soon, not enough? That's the thing I'm wondering about, though, is is Colin Kaepernick blackballed or can Colin Kaepernick just not play? I think Colin Kaepernick can still play. Here's what I think, though. If Colin Kaepernick was as good as Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson, we wouldn't have been talking about this for one second over the last five years. He just would have been on an NFL team. Deshaun Watson is going to be a starter again in the NFL today, someday, right? That's who should pick up. That's who should pick up uh, Colin Kaepernick is Cleveland, right? <laughs> Absolutely. I, I just, I, I, I just think it's interesting because I get the whole thing about Colin Kaepernick being on the outside looking in for the stand that he took. That part I think is real. I think it's uh, deplorable that the NFL owners would do such a thing. I think that most people that analyze this stuff have a sort of a flawed version of what Colin Kaepernick was ever actually protesting, but I also think if Colin Kaepernick was lights out and like an all-pro quarterback, I don't think this would be a conversation. He would just be in the NFL. I'm going to be honest. He's better than the quarterback that plays for my team right now, five years removed from the league. He's better than Daniel Jones. You take Colin Kaepernick off the street right now. You think so, though? Buddy, How I'm, do we know that, though? Because I've been watching Daniel Jones for three years, right, brother. I Trust know, me, I know. I know. I know, but the thing is, that we, know, we only had such a small sample size of Colin Kaepernick. I'll take Colin's first three years over Daniel Jones' first three years. Period. Yeah. That's number one. Number two, I just want to get into the irony and the hypocrisy of the NFL, right? Colin, for whatever, good, bad, or indifferent, has been banned for the league because of his political stance, right? On wanting to end racism, and wanting to show the light. The irony and the hypocrisy is what's in every end zone? What's on the back of everyone's gosh darn helmet in the league? So you're going to get rid of this man for, for doing that and then two years later make millions of dollars off of putting this in your end zones and on the back of your helmets and inside of every NFL stadium? He was the catalyst for that. Right. That don't make any sense. That doesn't make any sense. This right. man is, quote, unquote, blacklisted from the NFL, yet every image in the NFL right now reflects exactly what this man was trying to stand for in protest. That That's the thing that I'm so confused by, though, is that the NFL has fully, ma- basically made the stand, without actually saying it outwardly, that they don't care what happens with people in their league. All publicity is good publicity. Mm-hmm. The NFL finds a way to maximize and capture the news cycle, whether it's somebody killing people driving 155 miles per hour down the street right. in Las Vegas. Absolutely. Or somebody, you know, starting a... Uh, a nonprofit to help kids get through school or build, you know, single right. mothers' houses like right. work done. They maximize every single level of publicity that exists. So why is Colin Kaepernick the one guy that's out? I, it's so confusing to me because there's there's all sorts of racial inequality issues. There's all sorts of issues across the board, and the NFL embraces all of them except one issue with one guy. 
sadly, it polarizes both ends. It polarizes and captivates Kaepernick. It polarizes and captivates the NFL. The reason I feel they did it was because this was the only time in the history of the NFL that, like, someone actually said, I'm okay with this. Kaepernick was like... I. I'm I'm still standing. I'm still like there's just there's just so many different ways to look at that, and I don't want to get too far into the weeds or too high into the sky. But the NFL just didn't didn't do this justice. And then the irony and the hypocrisy again of this man continually be on the outside looking in with the scope of what the NFL is trying to produce and promote is just I don't know. It's cringeworthy. It is, I, and I and I hate to be devil's advocate in this because I do think Colin Kaepernick deserves a lot of credit for a social advocate. Mm-hmm. But there's also other guys that kneeled that were sort of 86 from the league for a minute that then came back in the league. What's, right. What's the difference? He was the first. There's there's two differences. He was the first. He was the first, and he was constant. He was the first. He was constant. Those guys are better players though too. That's uh, yeah. Uh, that's the thing that I, I really would love the real answer to because I think that there's one of two scenarios that are true here. Right. I think that, one, either Colin Kaepernick's just not very good anymore, and mm-hmm. that's why he's not getting an opportunity, or that he's good but not good enough. And I think the latter is probably the more likely. Because yeah. I do think mm-hmm. that if you bring Colin Kaepernick in, mm-hmm. if he has a true chance to win your starting quarterback job, that's good, that's fine, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like if you, if you bring him in, though, to Las Vegas, for example, Derek Carr's good. He's good. That's his team. But he's not great, right? And so now, if Kaepernick's on your roster, Carr's good. Carr's great. But when Carr has a bad game, what's the first question that someone's going to ask? Oh, pull pull the trigger, put in Kaepernick. Absolutely. It's it's just why it's such a struggle to have Cam Newton as your backup quarterback, too, because then there's going to be someone from a major metropolitan newspaper or organization that's assigned to cover the Cam Newton beat. Mm-hmm. Just like there's going to be someone from a national organization assigned to cover the Colin Kaepernick beat. True. I think that's the reason why he's out the league more than any other reason is that he's not quite good enough to be a surefire franchise quarterback and nobody else wants to take the risk for him. Like, he was almost in in Baltimore, right? Yes. What a great system that would be for him, too, because there would be no real transition from Lamar Jackson. Two running quarterbacks. Right? I'm not saying Kaepernick's as good as Lamar. Lamar was an MVP. Right. But... I think the reason they didn't want to bring it in, though, is exactly that. If Lamar Jackson has a bad game or if Lamar Jackson gets hurt, then all of a sudden Kaepernick's in. Now you have a quarterback controversy that you didn't want. Yeah, it's just it's you don't want to. That's like walking into a burning building, doused in gasoline, hoping to try to <laughs> improve the situation from within. Um, it's interesting perspective. I love devil's advocate idea. Um, it'd be interesting to see because the Raiders are the Raiders. And historically, they have brought in personalities. They brought in issues uh, to try to rectify. But I tell you what, the one thing that they don't have with situations like this, another another team has done things like that, the Patriots. They just don't have a Belichick and a, and a, and a Robert Kraft to help transition things like this. It, it's it'll be. It'll be interesting to see what it all, how it all shakes out. Yeah, I'm not trying to say that I don't think that Colin Kaepernick deserves a shot. All I'm trying to say is that the NFL, disgustingly, will give anybody a shot. I mean, right. Joe Mixon's on live video camera breaking a girl's jaw, you know? Dude. I mean, Ray Rice. Ray Rice. Punched the girl straight in the face and then was back on the NFL field. And I know he had to go through a long suspension, yep. whatever, but still, like, there's not much you can do to be completely out of the NFL. I mean, Aaron Hernandez is basically the only guy that ever was completely out of the NFL. First violent violation. Everybody else takes a lot of violations to get to that point. So, Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. 
SWX Montana Television, but not today. We are on the ESPN Montana app, however, so go get that in your life. All right, on a happier note, how about free pizza? Friday Pie Day, presented by Front Street Pizza. It's delicious. It so is. They have all sorts of specialty pizzas down there. The delicious variety of cheeses. Have you had their garlic knots? Garlic knots are so Son! I'm like actually addicted to them. Me too. I always get like, <laughs> I, I like to like, I get like six of them and then I can't even eat my pizza because I already just crushed all my garlic knots, but they're good. Dude, I went in the other day and I was supposed to get pizza and I saw the garlic knots and <laughs> I went into, hey, hey, hey. But I was like, I'll take two and a half orders and whatever's left in that fridge and this diet lemonade. For real. <laughs> if you want to try some Fresher Pizza, though, we got a free Front Street Pizza for you. Friday, Friday. All you got to do is call us 406-888-1029. Caller number three. 406-888-1029. You give Andrew your, Andrew your name. Andrew calls Front Street Pizza. They put your pizza in the oven. You go pick up your pizza. You have a delicious Friday night. Yum. Friday, Pie Day, Front Street Pizza. Call us right now, 406-888-1029. But tell them it's for us so we can pick it up. <laughs> right? Best nation is a donation. Best <laughs> meal is a free meal. And the best change is spare change. I'll take all three in no particular order, please. We have known a, or I, I we, we've known of or, or, you know, followed, covered all that. A variety of guys that have... They've gone to the NFL, uh, mm-hmm. out of the Montana schools, even some from the state of Montana. Mm-hmm. And uh, when you get to the NFL level, uh, you're, you're going to have uh, uh, a healthy paycheck, to be sure. Yes. But we've never seen a guy that was from Montana get drafted as high as Troy Anderson. He's the second highest guy from a Montana high school and a Montana college Sweet. to ever get drafted. He's the 58th overall pick by the Atlanta Falcons. Well, for those that are a little unfamiliar with it, through the new collective bargaining agreement, the, now the, the top 62 picks in the draft get guaranteed contracts. Mm-hmm. So that's the first and second round. Mm-hmm. So Troy Anderson officially signed his contract yesterday. The Dillon native gets $6.1 million, including $2.6 million guaranteed and a $1.6 million signing bonus. Brother, can I borrow $3.28? <laughs> right? I mean... What a cool moment, man. No, that's awesome, man. Hard work pays off. You know what I say to every kid in Montana right now that loves the game of football? Don't give up your hopes and dreams. Like, you saw someone that is of you, where you are from, understands the life and culture of what it means to be a Montana kid playing in this hardcore state known as the 406, and now he's a second-round draft pick. Never, never give up your dreams, kid. It's a a great example to put both athletes and parents alike. Totally. Because, make no mistake, Troy Anderson has tremendous physical gifts. I mean, Troy, Troy Anderson's 6'4", 245, and he runs like Solid. the wind. I mean, he runs like the wind. He's as, about as fast as you can be for how big he is. So he has distinct physical gifts for sure. But in this modern age where coaches and AAU programs and all these people are really pushing for specialization and really pushing for people to become one-sport athletes... And in, in this world where it seems as if you can't do anything but participate in the sport you're trying to specialize in, you can't have extracurricular activities that aren't sports. You can't be involved in anything. You can't be involved. You can't even have a job. 
Troy Anderson is the greatest example of that. Troy Anderson played on no club teams. Troy Anderson played on no traveling teams. Troy Anderson played for Beaverhead County High School for football, basketball, and track and worked on his family's ranch. So you cannot specialize and be able to go to the highest level of sport. You can just be a kid and have a job and all these things. He's a great example of that. He's a great example of... of I think that's why he's so revered in Montana because he's such... An extension of us. He's he's such the quintessential Montanan, right? He just grew up on a cattle farm in the middle of Beaverhead County. Beaverhead County. It's awesome. Mm, right, just yeah, it, it, hard work, determination. Also, like what you said, the community helped this kid. He runs he runs like a, a a deer. He hits like a bull. But it's also the nature and nurture of the world around him that got him there too. And I just I like that point that you brought up. Jordan Rodrigue, who is. Uh, Writer for The Athletic, covers the Los Angeles Rams. She tweeted today, Undrafted free agent wide receiver Lance McCutcheon was the standout in 7-on-7s today for the L.A. Rams. Three nice catches, including a contested sideline grab and an end zone back at the corner touchdown. So cool for McCutcheon. He's an undrafted free agent out of Montana State, but he's making waves there uh, for the Los Angeles Rams. I find this fascinating. I was going through all the Big Sky Conference connections to the NFL, mm-hmm. and the Rams... The L.A. Rams, Hollywood Central, are the team with, like, the most Big Sky connections. Like, the Rams wide receivers coach, Eric Yarber, he played in Idaho back in the 80s. They got Cooper Cup on the roster. They got Simba Webster on the roster, both those guys from Eastern Washington. Now they got Lance McCutcheon from Montana State on the roster. I just think it's kind of cool that you think, like, the glitz and the glam of Hollywood and actually... The Rams are made up of a lot of small school guys. I think that's kind of sweet. They understand. You know what that says? Those boys understand one word, four letters, grit. Yeah. That's that's what it's about. They they understand that these guys are going to battle it out. They're going to grind. Uh, they got a little chip on their shoulder and something to prove. And when you put all that together, that makes for one salty, salty dude. I'll take him. Let's go. One of the guys, if you were following along at Skyline Sports, one of our guys that were, was helping us throughout the uh, spring, uh, or throughout the winter, I guess, with some uh, hoop stuff, was Connor Tweet. He, he wrote some good content for us at Skyline. But Connor also uh, writes for uh, a website covering the Seattle Mariners, and he's also a big Miami Dolphins fan. I only tell you that because, I, you know, because he's working for me now, or helping out at least. He uh, tweets about the Dolphins a lot. So, I mean, getting a lot of Dolphins content. I think the Dolphins are one of the teams in the NFL that are getting – they're going through what a lot of teams go through where they, they get some big names in the offseason and then they, the hype train starts moving, right? And we, we see this a lot and we see sometimes the hype train start moving and then that prophecy be fulfilled and then we sometimes see the hype train start moving and uh, that fall flat, right? We see sometimes teams not be able to handle the hype train. Like look at the Cleveland Browns the last couple of years, right? When they were underdogs, they could fulfill and exceed expectations. When they were, like, playoff picks, they fall flat, right? Mm-hmm. What do you think of the Dolphins, though? Because the Dolphins are in uh, an interesting situation right now with uh, all the acquisitions that they've made. I think that the acquisitions, <laughs> sorry, through free agency, trade, and the draft, uh, were all very splashy. For sure. I mean, splashy, sexy, like just 
you know, Tua is coming into his own. Um, the AFC East in particular is kind of ripe for the picking for anyone. Um, you know, the Buffalo Bills have been solid the last few years, but, like, the Patriots are back on the resurge. Uh, Miami's gotten better. You know, we're going to talk about the Jets here in a little bit. Um, they had to go... Right now, the AFC East is a good example of keeping up with the Joneses. Everyone's trying to trying to make uh, make make you know claim stakes, so to say. I'm not sure it all comes together this year. Well, that, and how much of that has to do with Tua Tagovailoa? That has all to do with Tua. You know, are you going to be able to? Um, like when I look at his personality, are you going to be able to to, to handle a Tyreek Hill if he's not happy? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's not an Andy Reid to kind of cap some of those personalities. On top of some of those personalities, being in a place like Miami, that could sometimes <laughs> overinflate you For really sure. quick For sure. overnight. And Tyreek Hill is one of those one of those cats that I'm uh, interested in seeing how he culturally acclimates and I damn near say assimilate to situations like that because that is not Kansas City, brother. Well, it's going to be so interesting, too, because they, they've given Tua Tagovailoa all the tools now. I mean, yes. They go four deep at running back with Chase Edmonds, Raheem, Raheem Mostert, Sonny Michelle, and uh, Miles Gaskin. They got they got one of the better, they got one of the better receiving trios in the NFL with Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle. If he could be if he can come to fruition for his potential, and then Cedric oh Wilson. Yeah, I shouldn't say one of the best trios. I should say one of the one of the trios of the Bulls' potential. Promise. Yeah. Yes, a lot of promise. Mike Isecki's a legitimate NFL tight end. For Absolutely. Sure. I think their offensive line is pretty good. They're good on defense and they're great in the secondary. So I think that this comes down to Tua Tagovailoa and also can Mike McDaniel, the non-football playing Ivy League man, I think that he has the biggest boomer bust potential of any head coaching hire in a long time, man. Oh, yeah, because, because he could be just like the genius or he could just be horrible. Yeah, and, and you know what? He gets he gets almost like a get-out-of-jail-free card either which way because of his quote-unquote pedigree. Sure. You know, so if not, he'll be the president of the Ivy League yeah, uh, right. he'll be president of the Ivy League uh, conference next year. There, there's a... It's so funny because forever there, it was almost impossible for guys to rise through the ranks to become an NFL head coach unless they at least played like at the college level, right? Or had a father. Right, 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 right. Like... And a lot of them, even like the Sean McVay's of the world, he did both, right? He, right. Played, he played college football and had a, a dad to get him into it. But like Kyle Shanahan's an example of a yep. father for sure. Uh, what do you think of that dynamic, though? Because there's a couple guys that are head coaches right now that uh, aren't, that did not play college football. What do you, what it's, do you think oh, it's okay. You do. It's okay. Like sometimes it's okay to, to, to hire someone outside of the, the, the wheelhouse and the acumen that you're used to because they add a different element. They add something that traditionally does not exist. They add something that may be the catalyst or genesis for something different. Um, and as you know, football, if successful, is the biggest copycat thing on the league, uh, on the planet. Uh, so if it's successful, you know, Dartmouth, they're coming to knocking. <laughs> no question. One last point here on the NFL. Yes. You, uh, we did a big NFL drafting a couple weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, we did. That was we were at, at uh, Brett's RV, but we didn't get to one squad. You are a New York Giants guy. Big blue. But you were also mentioning that you thought that the Jets made some waves on draft day. Oh, gosh. Yes, they did. I mean, just historically for how the Jets usually stink up the room, and I'm right. hoping my man Mike Motz is listening because he's a big Jets fan. My boy from Billings, defensive coordinator from Sentinel. Uh, what I liked about the Jets is they uh, they drafted seven players, three in the first round. The three that they drafted address all major needs, like major, major needs. All the top three of their picks were top five at their positions, respectively. 
Sauce Gardner is nice. Yeah, he is. Like, that was one that I wanted the Giants to pick. I was like, I, you don't need the corners. You got, you know, a, a room full of them. But this kid's nice enough. You got Garrett Wilson, who to me is a top five wide receiver. All-American last year, 15 yards of reception, 20 TDs. Like, and I'm not an Ohio State fan, but I'm a fan of this young man. Well, their receivers were sick. Sick last year. Are you kidding me? Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson were like the Come best, on. best receiver pair that you could find. Come on. Almost 1,100 yards, man. Like, just legit. 12 TDs, not 20. I read my paper wrong. Then you got Jermaine Johnson. Like, Jermaine Johnson. This kid's a beast. He's a beast. And then they took the D lineman Mike Clemens out of Texas A and M. This guy has 39 inch arms. Do you understand that? <laughs> his his arm. I have a 38 inch waist. Right. <laughs> he has 39 inch arms. That's unbelievable. That's unbelievable, son. He's a pile mover, and I like what they did because these guys are coming in ready to play right now. They don't need to be groomed. They don't need the Ryan Tannehill tutelage class. Like they're they're just <laughs> ready to roll. And. Uh, I like what they did because historically the Jets are kind of like the Washington Football Club yeah. of the AFC. They've been sneakily kind of stockpiling because Quinton Williams, the their big inside guy on the defensive line, is good. They drafted him a couple years ago. Uh, their defense looks like it could be pretty decent. So, mm-hmm. and I like we'll Brees see. Hall, the running yeah. back. Yeah. Like to me, one of the unsung, unheralded players in this year's draft. I might pick him up in fantasy, y'all. That's good. That's a, uh, could be a good sleeper pick. Nuan is now ESPN Radio. Are the Golden State Warriors the greatest modern-day dynasty? We shall discuss right after this. The advocates can help you if you've been injured in an automobile, motorcycle, pedestrian, or even a dog bite accident. For additional information on other types of cases that the advocates handle, you can always visit MontanaAdvocates.com. You can chat with an experienced attorney with no upfront out-of-pocket expense. Visit online or call 406-640-4444 today, or you can visit MontanaAdvocates.com. And remember, you deserve an advocate. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. High school sports come to a crescendo around the state of Montana this weekend with the completion of prep tennis, softball, and track and field. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanez. Missoula is host to the Class AA Tennis Tournament and the Class AA Softball Tournament this weekend. The tennis tournament is going on at Playfair Park. The Bozeman girls are looking to extend one of the great dynasties in Montana prep sports. The Hawks have captured the last nine AA state titles. The Class AA State Softball Tournament is in its second day at the Fort Missoula Softball Complex. The East dominated the first day, winning six of eight games played, including Great Falls CMR drilling second-seeded Missoula Sentinel 13-1. In Friday morning's loser out games, Kalispell Glacier beat Great Falls High 4-1 to stay alive. Belgrade drilled Butte 13-1. Billing Skyview sent Big Sky home after two games with an 8-1 win, and Helena sent Sentinel packing with a 15-3 victory. For full results from the state softball tournament, keep it tuned to Nuanas Now on Friday afternoon. At the NCAA West Regional Outdoor Track and Field Championships in Fayetteville, Arkansas, a pair of Montana State athletes are advancing to the NCAA National Championship meet. Colby Wilson finished 12th in the men's pole vault and Drake Schneider took 4th in the 400 meter hurdles to advance. Montana State phenom Duncan Hamilton enters the meet with the top steeplechase time in the region and will run at 440 on Friday afternoon. For updates on all spring sports, keep it tuned right here to ESPN Radio. This ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Selway Armory. Yeah, that almighty 
amazing. Hell, highly contagious. Kamikaze sound splash like a from a until your body sound class. Get at a class, magna cum laude beats. Bring the beat, stop me. Flavor, foul, rowdy, beat, pipe, and deep type. This position, keep on flipping, keep on playing. They position, keep making the people listen. What I spent, put them out on the limb. Got chance, got blood. Ooh, little roots for you here on your Friday. What's up, everybody? Happy end of the week. Happy Memorial Day weekend. Nuanas now, ESPN Radio. A couple of the latest scores from the Class AA softball tournament. Friday afternoon's winner bracket, winner's bracket games at Fort Missoula. Billings Senior defeated Great Falls CMR 5-3. Billings West edged Helena Capital 4-3. So, Senior and West, a couple of the only 20-win teams in the field, advanced to the undefeated semifinal. CMR and Capital, they drop into the loser's bracket. Also, uh, once again, the loser out scores from this morning. Billy Skyview toppled Missoula Big Sky, 8-1. Helena eliminated Missoula Sentinel with a 15-7 win. Belgrade took out Butte, 13-1. And Kalispell Glacier dropped Great Falls High, 4-1. We also have a variety of other softball tournaments going on, including the Class BC tournament in Lewistown. Defending champion Florence Carlton and uh, last year's runner-up, St. Ignatius Arlie Charlotte, which is a co-op. They are both into the undefeated semifinals uh, after winning a pair of games yesterday. So they look like they're on a uh, collision course once again. There's also been a ton of uh, there's also been a ton of tennis results that have been going on right now, but those are a little harder to track until we get to uh, the very end. We've also had a bunch of high school coaches coming and going as well, including a couple new coaches at Missoula Big Sky. Zach Murphy hired on the uh, boys' side, and Travis Williams hired on the girls' side there. Uh, after Ryan Hansen, who was the boys' head coach, stepped down to spend more time with his family. He's, co- he's teaching in Stevensville and was coaching at Big Sky, so that was a little tough for him, I think, as he told the Missoulian. And uh, Tyler Hobbs, the girls' coach there at Big Sky, he went to Missoula Central. So like the coaching carousel continues to spin around the uh, prep world uh, of high school sports in Missoula. Track and field is underway as well, and uh, those results they don't have they don't necessarily have like live stats like they do in college. But a couple updates from the Twitter sphere: Alyssa Beauchart, who's one of the outstanding athletes in the state from Big Timber, she wins the Class B state title in the 400 meters. She's on her way to Montana State, and one of the best runners in the state. In the boys 400 meters, at that same meet the BC meet in Great Falls. Ridger Palma of Missoula Loyola, a guy we've highlighted plenty of times on this show recently. He uh, won the 400 meters as well. He's got the top 400 time in the state, and he goes out and wins the state championship. At the AA meets, uh, we got a three-time champion in Odessa Zents, she runs the 400 meters in 56.02 seconds. And the Helena High girls, who are projected to be one of the team competitors for the team title, they are, through eight scored events, 
Leading the pack, 67 points for Helena High. Billings West has 41 points. But a lot of that comes from the uh, outstanding performances by Odessa Zentz. Odessa Zentz is going to be headed to NAU in the fall. And she's a favorite not only in that 400 meters, which she's already won the state title in, but also the 200 meters and the 800 as well. Ridger Palma, by the way, uh, he breaks the Class B state meet record in the 200 meters as well, running 22.07. So breaks the uh, the Class B state meet record by more than a tenth of a second. So there's your latest when it comes to high school sports around the state of Montana. Rajim Seabrook was riding with us, but uh, he was getting some texts on his phone, and then he said, oh, I might have a little bit of an emergency. Sounds like his boy might have got hurt playing some sort of sport. So he had to take off. So no worries. Uh, hopefully everything's okay. Uh, so we will. Continue moving forward without him. But here's what I want to do. I want to have a little uh, more breathing room here for our final discussion of the weekend before we hit it for a three-day weekend. The NBA Finals is uh, a, almost set. We have two more conference final games maximum, just depending on what happens tonight. Game six between the Celtics and the Heat. The Celtics are eight-and-a-half-point favorites, and they're up three to two. So they are one win away from punching a ticket to this to the NBA Finals. The Warriors are in to the Finals one more time. We will talk all things NBA playoffs to take you home here on your Friday. Keep it right here. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Sports Bet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sports Bet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. Now I'm in love with these two chicks. I don't know which one to pick. My feelings for them both are getting thick. Now am I wrong? Because I don't want to lose none of them. Am I confused? Because I don't want to choose one of them. It's no doubt I think about my honeys every day. That's no question. Show my honeys love in every way. Possible. I once took my shorty to the hospital. She cut the hand in glass. Plus I love that. Short and sexy. Lips always wet. See, I go. Underrated track right here. Little Lost Boys. Oh, he's back. We thought he was gone. Not that it was a worry that you were gone. I uh, We had it handled here, but uh, Rajim Seabrook back in studio. I thought uh, he might have had an emergency on his hands, but it turns out uh, everything's okay. You also left your, uh, your prize possession here, your state championship ring. You good? Yeah, I just kids and playgrounds and he's good though yeah he's good he's good i'll uh deal deal with it after the show and um just had to make some quick phone calls make sure the boy is okay and 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 friends are okay and um yeah life man life 
That's life. That's life. There man. it is. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, you know, you grow up, and then all of a sudden you have kids, and then they get hurt like you used to get hurt, and uh, it says how it rolls. So, uh, well, I'm glad you're still here. And uh, I was going to swing by your house and give you your ring back, but now I don't have to. Now you're you're right here. Maybe I'll swing by anyways, though, and say what's up. Um, <laughs> let's talk some NBA playoffs. First, we're going to get into a discussion about the Warriors because they await the winner of the nice Eastern game. Conference Finals. It's uh, Game Six, so the Heat would have to win two more. But the uh, the line has moved a lot on this because Tyler Hero is still out, so the NBA's Sixth Man of the Year and uh, probably the best individual like isolation type score that the Heat have on their roster that hurts them because they they for all of the uh, the the toughness and grit and um, strategy and execution that the Heat bring to the table. They do lack a a true like go to score. Yep. Hero can get buckets. Jimmy Butler can get buckets, but it just it's a little bit more laborious than a lot of the other top players in the league. Whereas the Celtics, what a response! I think that people were kind of surprised the Celtics were down two one in this series, and now they've had back to back decisive wins. They shot the lights out in Game Four in a statement victory. They were up by as many as forty in that one, and then the other night they did it in a different way. They just smothered Miami, and they held them to 80 points. Yeah, Miami couldn't shoot. They couldn't play defense, and they couldn't get back up and down the floor. And then they're also, honestly, they are just banged up. Uh, Jimmy's banged up. Uh, Miami's not going to survive. And if they do, if they they survive tonight, they will not make it to a Game 7. I want Miami to win. Don't get me wrong. You know me. I hate everything New England. (laughs) Um, Sports-wise, not the people, not the states, just the sports. Don't want to go out to a key to car. <laughs> what do you think of, I almost called him Portland's coach, of Boston's coach. He's got Portland, he's from Portland State. He's Portland State alum, Ime Udoka. But he has uh, risen rapidly. I mean, dude is a, a notable presence on the sidelines, and he is knocking on the door in his first year as a head coach to go in the NBA Finals. Yeah, I think it's impressive. Um, I think that it's it's... He put Boston in a great position. They've got some really nice pieces up there, um, and he is—he has played the game of chess with the Boston Celtics. He's the perfect coach for the perfect time too, because they all talk about how he's a hard ass, but also how he is very honest. He's not playing the game. It's not a lot of drama or mind games or Zen Master stuff like Phil Jackson. It's none of that. It's just here's what I need from you. I don't know if that would work with, like, uh, you know, if he was the head coach of Philadelphia or, you know, teams that have sort of mercurial and or prima donna-like players. Like, I don't think that Ime Adoka could go to take the Brooklyn Nets to the, the NBA Finals. Heck no. But Kevin Durant, <laughs> megalomaniac. But he's got, he's, got a great, uh, he's got a great contingent here because they have great talent, including a guy in Jason Tatum who, who is – rapidly ascending towards the top of the NBA, but they also have malleable talent, right? Like, these guys are really good, but they also are young enough to still be, like, traditionally coachable. Because the NBA, so much of it is just managing egos and drama, right? It's called interpersonal relationships. Right. It's, it's you know, you coach the game, but you manage and massage the relationships. You're, you're, you're Role is the coach, but your relationship is with the play. You know, is with the guys. And right now, he's uh, he's doing a beautiful dance of being able to 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 to, to do both. See what happens when you don't bring me Floco on Friday, <laughs> fool. You got you got the seas tonight, or you got the heat tonight. Uh, sadly, it's it's gonna be Boston, right, man. Be Boston. I just I just think they have it's too really, much firepower. Really hard for Miami to win Game Six in Boston. In Boston, hurt, ragged. 
and no proven, no no one to score the bucket. Miami needed to win that pivotal game yes. five. Oh, because because if they if they could then they could have just dropped tonight's game in Boston and had game seven in Miami. Miami, it's so hard to win in Boston and then push the thing back to Miami, son. But you know what? Stranger things have happened. We shall see. Nuanas now, ESPN Radio, talking some NBA playoffs here on yes, your Friday. Sir. All right, let's talk some Golden State Warriors because I've been talking about this uh, the last couple days, actually. I think that winning a championship is incredibly hard. I think defending a championship is even harder, but I think reaching the peak of professional sports and sustaining that and then losing it and then coming back is one of the hardest things in sports. We hardly ever see dynasties that then have a blip and they fall and then they come back. It's usually a sustained run. And the Golden State Warriors, they had this great run. It went down, and now they're back. And I think it's such a huge testament to them, the core, the coaching, all of it. It's the organization. I also think that, you know, before we get into it too much, what constitutes a dynasty? Right. Well, they went to the finals five years in a row and won three championships. That's a dynasty. That's a dynasty. They've been there six of the last eight. That's a dynasty. Just, you know, trying to give it context so that people aren't just like, oh, flash in a pan, someone's here, someone's, you know, here today, gone tomorrow. They are outside of the Patriots, hands down, the dynasty of this era. You think so? Yeah. They're the dynasty of the new era of the 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 NBA, for sure. Yeah. I mean, the NBA is, is that's why it's so fun to discuss uh, legacy because it is so defined, right? Like, mm-hmm. you, had, you had the New York Knicks of the 70s, and then you had the merger, which made it the NBA like actually a, a crapshoot for the first time in its history when you had r- sort of random once off champions like the Sixers, the Bullets, and the Trailblazers, and the Sonics. And, you know, within the 80s is the, the Celtics and the Lakers. Oh, uh, yep. The 90s is the Bulls. Hands down. The 2000s is the Spurs. Yep. The early 2010s is the Heat, and the late 2010s is the Warriors. Hands down. And it's pretty defined. There uh, it is. But but the Spurs are the only other real comparison of those where they had down years and they come back up. But the Spurs never even really had down years. They would always be in the playoffs. They, the Bulls. Yeah, the Bulls, because Michael Jordan had to go play golf for two years or whatever he was doing, playing baseball, they, they serving gambling debts, whatever whatever you want to believe. This is from the uh, Harvard Sports Analysis Center. Ooh, Harvard. Uh, they did a, a full breakdown of, of analytics and methodology, and they say... Just in terms, so this has all sorts of metrics in terms of um, total win percentage, total margin of victory, uh, and a a bunch of other defensive analytics measurements. Here is their greatest dynasties, not of the modern era, but of all time. Their greatest, their number 10, the Boston Celtics. And this is is just in four-year increments. But the 1959-1962 Boston Celtics, so that's the Bob Cousy, Bob Cousy. and Bill Russell yep. at Red Arbor. Yep. The Kobe Shaq Lakers are number nine. Okay. The first three-peat of the Chicago Bulls is number eight. No question. Can't believe it's not ranked higher. The 1942-1944 uh, St. Louis Cardinals is uh, number seven. Interesting. The 
1936 to 1938 New York Yankees. Yankees, so yeah. Been okay. DiMaggio's Yankees. Murderers Row. Let's now, go. A little later than Murderers Row, actually, because the Murderers Row was like the late 20s. 20s. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so Thank this, you. this was post, post. Babe Ruth. Yep. This yep. is more like uh, Joe DiMaggio and maybe like young Mickey Mantle. Mixed. Then you have the 1957 and 1959 Montreal Canadiens. Okay. The 1983 to 1985 Boston Celtics. Yes. Number three is the 1995 to 1997 Chicago Bulls. So the second. Okay. Three okay. Good. Bulls. We're good. We're good. Uh, and then number two is the Golden State Warriors. 2014 yep. to 2016, which includes their first championship year as well as their 73 win season. Yeah. Then they lost in the finals and then their next championship year. So who's number one? 1975 to 1977, Montreal Canadiens. Canadians. They won the title every year, and I don't know what the, this this metric means, but they're the only team, whatever this full-on mathematical equation deduced, that got a perfect score of 100. Ooh la la! <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I mean, then they have the best five-year dynasties too. We won't we won't ramble through all of them, but they do rank Golden State from 2014 to 2018 as the number one dynasty in the history of sports. Very interesting. Okay. It was a, that's a, that's a, that's awesome. I find the resurgence of Golden State first impressive because it is hard when you sort of fall and then to come back up. But I also find it so refreshing because in a, the day and age of analytics and sports in general, but also the prioritization of the three point shot, but also the prioritization of usage rate and uh, isolation basketball and all these things, the Warriors play unbelievably. Uh, well-scripted team basketball. They play unbelievably Amazing strategic team defensively. More than anything, though, they move the ball and move without the ball better than any team in the NBA in the last 20 years. And I can't believe that everybody else in the NBA has seen how that has correlated to not only an appealing style of basketball, but also flat out the best winning percentage that the league has seen over the last six to eight years. I can't believe that everybody else isn't trying to do what they're doing. Everybody has gone the way of the isolation and the James Harden and the Russell Westbrook and the three-point shot and all this stuff. The Warriors still shoot as many threes as anybody, but they do it out of the flow of their offense. It's why Steph Curry's the best the best at it. He's so good off the ball. I can't believe people don't replicate it. Uh, it's called team sports. Ima- Coulter, imagine that. Imagine that. Imagine that. No, watching them, uh, I'm not the biggest Golden State fan, but I am a big fan of the game of basketball. They play the best team basketball ever. Ever. Like, there's there's... Not only on the court, but what I like about watching Golden State, watch their bench. Right. Like, when it doesn't matter who scores, like, it's, it's, they are happy for each other. You, when you watch other teams, and I'm not going to name names because you already know who the black holes in the NBA are, there's the nonverbals are like, oh, he got another one. That was my bucket. That's exactly why I think that when they do have adversity, too, they can plug and play because. Everybody's going to get the ball. Yeah. Like, they, there's not this weird deal. Like, everybody knows it's cut, pass, cut, pass. Cut, pass, screen, cut, pass. V cut, cut, pass. And we can all shoot. What I like what Golden State did in the last uh, two years is um, replacing KD with Wiggins, which was huge. And that has been such a wonderful addition for them. And Clay Thompson's healthy. Like, Clay's healthy. Everyone talks about Steph. Um, but Clay's healthy, and believe it or not, Draymond's matured a little bit. Oh, for sure. His his maturity and, and his antics, hijinks, if you will, going back to 1956 words, folks, <laughs> hijinks, has translated into better team basketball offensively and defensively. And Golden State also, 
unlike of other t- a lot of other teams, they haven't changed what they do in six of the last eight appearances. They haven't changed their formula. They're not tinkering. It's not broke. You've got a couple of dents. Don't get me wrong. We'll hammer out. But if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And Golden State, Steve Kerr, uh, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, the rest of the bunch have done a great job of being consistent, consistent uh, uh, while being the dynasty to beat of this modern day era. The Heat and the Celtics tip at 6.30 tonight. It could be the final game of the conference finals. We might have some NBA coming at you. Meanwhile, on our radio waves, we do cover the NBA as much as possible. But right now, we got the takeover. The Missoula Paddleheads will be front and center for the duration of the rest of the summer. We are two games into a 92-game season over the span of 105 days. So every single evening, we most almost every evening of this upcoming summer, we will have Missoula Paddleheads baseball for you right here on ESPN Radio. Thanks for kicking it with us. It's been a phenomenal Friday and a phenomenal week. If you missed anything in the show, you can always find it. Nuana's Now podcast, probably presented by Sportsbet Montana and The Advocates. We'll be back at it at 4 p.m. on Monday, or on Tuesday. Tuesday. Gosh, I just, I'm just in the autopilot. I'm excited for my three-day weekend, can you tell? I'm going to go golf in the rain. Hopefully you got some fun activities to do uh, in the rain as well. We'll be back at it Tuesday at 4 p.m. In the meantime, have yourself a wonderful weekend and be safe out there. Happy Memorial Day, everybody. And then we'll be back at it next week for Rajim Seabrook. I'm Coulter Nuanez. Have an excellent weekend. See you soon. Give it here. Don't say much. Just give it here. Give it here. Don't say much. Check it. Don't the plan. Huh? Let the thing. Cut the check. Give it here. Give it here. Don't say much. Don't say much. Give it here. And don't say If you're ever injured in an accident and you're worried about if a lawyer is going to cost you too much money, the advocates they will provide help for you. No out-of-pocket costs until your case is settled. You pass the stress of your accident off to the advocates. That helps you focus on getting better. To find out how the advocates can help you, you can call them free of charge, 406-640-4444 today, or you can visit MontanaAdvocates.com. And remember, you deserve an advocate. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.